what's really powerful about us having started at the point of observing or becoming aware of our thoughts is to create that space between you and the thought to show you that it's actually separate to you by virtue of it being something that you can observe. Have you ever wondered whether there's actually a sustainable way to balance a healthy and meaningful life with your busy schedule? Well, you're in luck, Balancer, because I did too. And the Balancery podcast is now a dedicated space to be curious in finding a balance that just works. Because since we're being honest here, balance isn't a one-size-fits-all. I'm your host, Erica, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Balancers, and welcome back to another episode of the Balancery podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you so much to everyone who has shared kind words and their love of the new branding. I'm so happy you guys love it as much as I do. I feel like it's really fresh and fun, so I'm really grateful that you guys are getting that and loving it as much as I do. For everyone that's been in the Telegram chat already, it's been so much fun chatting with you guys doing the challenges together and just getting to know you. If you guys haven't had the chance to jump in, the link is in the show notes. It's a totally free chat. You just have to download the app Telegram. I've decided to use it over a Facebook group, A, because a lot of you voted anti a Facebook group, which I was surprised at, but happy to go with what you guys want. Uh, But the Telegram has a really cool feature where I can do like different themed chats. So that's been working quite well. Come in, say hi, let me know what you think, and let's get to know each other a little more. Just quickly before we dive into today's content, so many of you, which I had no idea, found our podcast from reading some of the other incredible reviews that other of you have left on the show. So just to pay it forward, I guess, come full circle. If that's you, if you found the show either through a recommendation of a friend or because you read our reviews and ratings, please also leave and share your thoughts there. It's such a beautiful way to connect with and find more like-minded people who are looking for a community like ours, who are looking for content like this that just seems to be a little bit more pragmatic and realistic for what they're going through. So I really appreciate the time taken. You can do this on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and it means the absolute world to me. So last week, we heard from our very first guest of season two, Cass Dunn, who is such a gem, and I had such a beautiful conversation with her. Our chat was centered around how to rise above your inner critic to reach your full potential. And when we talk about that inner critic, we're really talking about that self-doubt, that negative self-talk and limiting self-beliefs. And to be honest with you guys, this has been a little bit of a theme of a lot of the interviews I've had, which we'll cover kind of over this week and and the, the weeks coming up, because it's something I've been struggling with myself this month. And I know a lot of you have as well. And and for anyone listening who feels like they're alone in their battle with negative self-thoughts, limiting beliefs or self-doubt, please know you're not alone. Even people you look up to and aspire have and struggle with self-doubt. And so it's something I'm really passionate to speak about, even though it's something I'm learning about navigating myself. It's something I really want to open the conversation up about because I think it's something hands down every single person experiences. And I think talking about it takes the edge off, right? It's not a taboo thing. There's not something wrong with you. We just need to find tools on how to actually navigate and deal with it. So that's what we're here to do. Today's all about having a bit of a doubt detox, which is exciting and runs off the theme of last week and last week's challenge. So just a little FYI as well. When we do interviews, the challenge won't always be mentioned in our interview. It kind of depends on how my conversation goes. I don't prepare them a lot with the guest. We kind of just bounce off each other. So I may not always mention what the challenge of that week is going to be, but it will always be mentioned in our chat. So if you want to jump in on all our challenges, because they kind of weave it together like a story. So this week's challenge will piggyback off last week's. 
make sure you're in the group. But for those of you who missed it, last week's challenge was tied to what we were speaking about with Cass. And it was all about just simply bringing awareness to thoughts. Now, the reason I wanted to start here is because I'm very, very guilty of this. When I have negative thoughts or I'm in a negative kind of headspace, the first and only thing I want to do is get out of there, right? I just want to get out of there. I'm not trying to just sit and let those things process. It's just a natural default response for me to just like eject button, get me out of there. And so practicing awareness to just surrender and just accept, okay, I'm having this thought and not have to do anything else off the back of that, I think is really, really empowering as a first step. There's definitely steps that need to come after that, but I think we need to learn and get good at and familiar and comfortable with that awareness piece before we can start to move towards that eject button, right? I think if we just run there in the first place, we're just running around in a little bit of a circle and they're going to kind of keep firing at us. So that was last week's challenge. And it was really interesting to see how some of you are going with that. Some of you shared your experience in the chat too, which was really, really nice to talk about. But admittedly, it's not the easiest thing. You know, when you have a negative thought, it's so easy to just think that that's you, if you know what I mean. Like it's in your head. It's kind of in your voice as well. I kind of hear it in my own voice. It's really hard to create that discernment or just detach from it. That was until I really started to dive deep into the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Now, this is an incredible individual. If you have not heard of him, I highly, highly recommend right now you go and Google some of the podcasts he's been on. Jay Shetty's interviewed him and and so many other incredible podcasters. His message, his research is really profound stuff. Now, I'm halfway through his book and something he talks about and teaches is really, really nicely linked to negative thoughts. And it's something I wanted to share and kind of kickstart this episode with. And if you've heard it before, I honestly don't think there are enough times that you can hear this. I've heard him on podcasts. I've read his book. I follow his socials. And the more I hear it, the kind of more it drills into my head. So whether you've heard it or not, this is really, really powerful stuff and stuff I'm slowly embodying and really, really appreciating. So the essence of what he teaches is that our thoughts and emotions create our present reality. And what's really interesting is when we are thinking about something from the past, right? A traumatic or negative event, we are feeling those thoughts and emotions from that past event in the present. And our minds cannot discern with what happened in the past and what's happening now, right? To the the body and the mind, it's happening right now. And so just by thinking about a past event or feeling the feelings that we felt in a past event, we're literally reliving it in the current moment. And so what he teaches, and I hope I'm doing this justice by explaining it, is basically that you get stuck reliving your past. And it's very hard to create a new future or a new reality for yourself when you are stuck living in the past. So if that past experience for you is filled with negative emotions like self-doubt, then it's easy to see why you're kind of crippled by it in the present moment because you're living in that past emotion. Now he goes into the neuroscience of how we can actually become addicted to these feelings because they're comfortable and they reaffirm maybe a, a limiting belief we have about ourselves. It's, it's really deep, profound type of knowledge. And I don't even want to try and attempt to explain it all today, but very, very simply that concept that we can think a thought that's anchored to an event in the past and therefore then feel the same emotion in the present, which means our present reality is a past experience. You can very easily see how you can get stuck in that loop and not move forward and not be able to create a new reality for yourself. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. But the good news is we're not stuck here, right? There are so many things that he shares in his books from meditations to brain frequency sounds. I mean, it's, it's really incredible stuff. But at a very top level, if your thoughts and emotions can alter you to be living in that past experience, then arguably the thoughts and emotions of a future experience, something you want to experience or attract, can also then anchor you to a future experience, a heightened emotion that you wish to feel. You know, it can kind of work in the opposite is what he teaches. So thinking about kind of like a future or desired emotion that you want to feel is one thing he kind of talks about. But the other one, which is like really powerful and, and really related to our topic of conversation today is being present, right? Whether that's through meditation or any other way that you find grounds you and makes you feel present by absolute default, if you're here and now in the present, you're not thinking about something in the past and you're not thinking about something in the future. You're just here and now. And so your thoughts and emotions are here and now in this moment. And right now in this moment, you're listening to this podcast. There's arguably nothing wrong with this moment. You're just listening to a podcast. It's simple. You're not thinking about bills you have to pay or messages or emails you need to get back to. And if you are, you're probably not listening to the podcast properly. So being present, really present in the moment means that you're just here and experiencing life for what it is. Your energy and your attention is not being pulled left, right, and center. As I've, I've kind of mentioned, you know, meditation is obviously a really, really powerful tool, but we can't meditate all day long, right? To get away from our negative thoughts or to try and not experience them or to be present, right? Sometimes, actually not sometimes, that's just not a practical or viable solution. And that's why last week we started at the moment or the point of awareness because think about it this way right if you can be aware of a microphone right that's what's right in front of me right now or a pot plant if you can be aware of anything that's in front of you and you can see it or you can feel the seat that you're sitting on by default it's separate to you because you can observe it right if you can be aware of something and you can observe it it's not a part of you and so what's really powerful about us having started at the point of observing or becoming aware of our thoughts is to create that space between you and the thought to show you that it's actually separate to you by virtue of it being something that you can observe. And if you're observing the thought, you really can't be lost in that trance of what the thought means or gravitating towards it being the truth and you feeling it and that emotion coming up because the thought is presenting as truth as your present reality. Your present reality is not the thought and therefore the emotion that comes with the past experience and therefore you living the present experience as the past hope that made sense. Your present reality is you just observing yourself having a thought, not getting lost in the thought. And and I guess like me sharing this, it just, it clicked quite a few things for me. And I hope whether you've heard this or not before, it, it's something that's got you thinking about your thoughts in a different way and the power of them really. That's, I mean, if you look into his work, he talks about how thoughts actually make you sick and unwell and how they can heal you too. It's, it's stuff I really recommend you looking into. And so this all underpins awareness, right? It's what we worked on last week. It's the reason it's such an important starting place. But admittedly, it's not the only thing we need to do. We need to move beyond awareness. But we can't just, as I said before, 
do the last piece. We have to start at awareness. But once we do have that awareness under wraps, once we start feeling comfortable with it, we can then take the next step, which is to challenge our thoughts. And this is going to form the basis of this week's challenge. And it's super simple. I love when things are simple. We don't want to overcomplicate it or make it a hard thing to stick to, right? It's really simple. When you have a negative thought, when you're thinking something bad about yourself, about your output, about your potential, just stop. You've already got the awareness piece. So you're already going to be aware of the thought. And then you can ask yourself, is this true? And when we challenge our negative thoughts, we're engaging in a process called cognitive reappraisal. I've learned that this technique is used in cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT, and it's used as an emotional regulation strategy. And basically what it involves is getting someone to change the way they think about a stimulus or a stimuli in order to change the way that stimuli has an impact on them. So change the way you think about something to change the way it has an impact on you is essentially the the crux of this therapy, of this strategy. So in the context of our challenge and of negative thoughts, if we start to change the way we think about it by challenging them, then we can ultimately change the impact that they have on us just by asking that simple question. Because you think about it, you're almost creating a buffer, right? You're creating a little bit of curiosity, some space for you to actually then reflect on what it means. Is it true? So therefore, it doesn't take that automatic impression or impact on you. One study from the Cerebral Cortex, which is linked in the show notes below, found that when people were asked to challenge their negative thoughts, they showed a decreased activity in the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that is responsible for processing emotions like fear and anxiety. So that part was reduced when they added that thinking piece in response to the stimulus, right? The activity in the, in the amygdala was reduced. And on the other side, there was increased activity in the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that is responsible for executive functions like your planning, decision-making, and attention. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I find that so, so interesting. Just by changing the way we think about a negative thought neurologically changes what is turned on and off or activated in our brain. And so by thinking about a negative thought before we let it just you know, before we just react to it autonomously, we're actually activating our rational brain, which makes sense, but we're toning down that emotional response part of the brain. And this is proven in science, which means arguably that if you continue to do this over time, when those negative thoughts come up, you can actually change the way they make you feel, which is really exciting news, especially if you've had thoughts that have been plaguing you for a really, really long time. And I always love learning about the science behind it, right? Because I'm quite spiritual. I like talking from like a really emotional, heartfelt, intuitive point of view. But when you have the science to back something up, it's kind of like, well, now it really, really makes sense. And it's a fact. It's not just something I think and feel. It's actually proven, which is really, really powerful. Between Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and, and, you know, research like this, I kind of feel so much less pressure because I understand why and how my brain operates the way it does. You know, by having a negative thought and the way it makes me feel, it's actually just the way biologically we are made to respond to stimuli. But when we can understand how it works and understand how we can play a role to kind of stop that process or interject or change that process, I find it just so interesting as a, as a means to take control of things that we feel so victim to from time to time. So our challenge for the week is to challenge our negative thoughts. Ask a simple question after we become aware of them coming up. We ask the simple question, is it true? And 
now you understand kind of neurologically what's going on when you ask yourself that question. You're stopping that automatic response. You're actually interjecting so it doesn't take that immediate effect on you. And by providing a little bit of thinking towards a negative thought or by being curious, you know, questioning it, you're actually changing the impact that it's having on you. So I'm really excited to see how this next seven days goes, you know, whether it's something we feel an immediate relief or impact of, or whether it's something that's going to take a little bit of time to build, I guess it's going to come down to what negative thoughts you're having and how long you've been having them, etc. But keen to chat with you all in the chat about what you guys thought of this episode, the content, the study, again, that's linked in the show notes if you want to read it a little bit further and just in general, how you're going to go with this. So if you're not in our Telegram chat, again, the link is in the show note. It's free to join and you're welcome to bring anyone you like into it just by sharing across the link. I will definitely be sharing the good and the bad of how this goes for me. Any struggles I'm having, I'll be completely honest with you guys. So looking forward to seeing you in there. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Balance Theory Podcast. I'll see you all on Monday for another episode. And until then, stay balanced. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.